Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus you love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Payhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Sports Media Mayhem Podcast. My name is Alex Reamer. It's a pleasure to be with you here today on this Wednesday. That's right, a Wednesday for a full show this week, September 28th. Man, oh, man, I got to give myself a little credit here off the top. I've just been a podcasting fool with this email Udoka story. Three whole shows last week. Wow. Wow. And we tie it all together this week. Uh, very excited for my guest, Corbin Smith, as a contributor to the Daily Beast, and I think wrote an excellent synopsis of the sports media's coverage of the Ime Udoka story and where they whiffed on so many angles. And it's a lot of stuff that we talked about at various points last week, but it's always great to put it all together. And now we have some perspective since the story has been unfolding now for the better part of a week. Uh, the story is titled How the Ime Udoka Scandal Exposed the Sports Media, and Corbin runs through where Woj and Shams screwed up our beloved NBA insiders, which we talked about last week. Uh, Woj, that very vague late night tweet, significant suspension, but doesn't outline what Yudoka was being suspended for. Very clear that Woj just had half the story, but in the rush to be first, he threw it out there, leading to a fear, a flurry of speculation, very unfounded speculation, women being outed on social media, just an ugly, ugly scene as we know. And it was really all started by the Woj bomb 
late Wednesday night. And then we had the word consensual thrown around there in Shams Karania's original report. Who gave Shams that info? Then Woj began running around with the word consensual. And now, thanks to some follow-up reporting from Shams and others, we can't say for certain this was a consensual relationship. But has anyone told Stephen A. Smith that? Oh, so much to get through. And we do it all with Corbin Smith coming up in a few moments. But before I do that, just want to have uh, an evolving take here on the Ime Udoka situation and the Celtics handling of it. Last week, I think it was in the reaction pod I did last Thursday, I hammered the Celtics for not immediately addressing the Ime Udoka story and allowing, as I was saying, all of this wild speculation to fester on social media. And I still think the Celtics were way too slow responding to the Woj tweet late Wednesday night. The Celtics went all day Thursday without issuing a single statement and then Pretty late Thursday night, I want to say in the 9 o'clock hour, they finally released a very short, terse statement reiterating the report that was out there. But the Celtics needed to release that early Thursday, not wait late Thursday night. But after watching the presser on Friday that Wick and Brad Stevens gave, I mean, it's pretty apparent that likely due to legal reasons, the Celtics can't say much publicly in that, this is a serious story. And as Wick Rosbeck confirmed Friday, multiple violations of team guidelines were committed here. And, you know, I feel like a lot of the blame that's been directed towards the Celtics in recent days is really misdirected. I mean, this story begins and ends with Ime Udoka. If Ime Udoka did not have this seemingly wildly inappropriate relationship with a female staffer, none of this would have happened. So anybody who's wasting a lot of column space or a lot of airtime ripping the Celtics over this is missing the larger point. Because the larger point here is this is Ime Udoka. This is Ime Udoka's fault. And about the speculation that's still going on, the Celtics can't control that. As I said, they likely can't share much publicly due to legal reasons. And, you know, they can't control what's posted on Twitter. You know, they can't control incarcerated Bob. The Boston Celtics cannot control Black Sports Online. They can't control Entertainment Tonight when Entertainment Tonight reports on who this woman might be and whether or not she handled Ime's travel and Nia Long's travel. The Celtics can't control any of that stuff. So blaming the Celtics for what idiots tweet on social media or what a website like Black Sports Online aggregates, it just totally misses the mark. And by the way, it's human nature to speculate. Here we are nearly one week later and we still don't know much of anything. We don't know really what Ime Udoka did. The most clarity we have on that is the Shams report from last Thursday night that he made, quote, unwanted comments towards this female staffer. But even that is very vague. What the hell does unwanted comments mean? There are, of course, varying degrees of unwanted comments. And I always come back to this question if multiple violations, of team policies were committed, then why did the Celtics not just fire 
Ime Udoka. What could possibly constitute a season-long suspension until the end of next June, but not constitute an outright firing? You have to assume if it was some sort of assault, that would be a firing. No questions asked. Harassment. Firing. No questions asked. But then when Wick was asked specifically Friday about sexual harassment, he said no comment. Again, leaving that speculation out there. So it's a tough spot. It's a really tough spot here for the Celtics to be in. And if I am going to criticize them on one thing with their handling now nearly a week later, it's that they seemingly haven't told the players. Jalen Brown at Celtics Media Day Monday said he didn't know details, wants to know the details. Jason Tatum said he found out on Twitter, just like everybody else. If the Celtics want their players to move on and play under new coach Joe Missoula and Chase Banner 18, which they obviously do, they have to tell their players what actually happened. So, and again, we know the Celtics knew about the situation in July. Maybe they were caught flat-footed when the story leaked last week, but they knew this was coming for a while. And... They didn't inform the players about it at all. Jason Tatum said again, he found out about all of this on Twitter, quote, just like everybody else. So if you're going to blame the Celtics, blame them for bad communication, or frankly, what looks like a complete lack of communication with their players. But in terms of us, the public, they don't owe us anything. They don't owe us anything. And again, the blame here begins and ends with Ime Udoka. Now the question is, will we ever find out what really happened? We pick all of that up on the other side with Corbin Smith, writer for the Daily Beast. Again, we're discussing his story, how the Ime Udoka scandal exposed the sports media. That's coming up on the other side. Thank you, as always, for listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And welcome back to the show. As I was saying in the opening, very uh, glad to have on our guest here today. Corbin Smith is a contributor to the Daily oh, Beast. Wow. Yes. yes. Well, we're glad to have me anyway. I'm gl- especially because you're coming to us live from a coffee shop with some great music in the background. Tea so, shop. Uh, Tea shop, please. <laughs> I don't mean. I don't. I don't think. I'm like that sludge. I don't mean to denigrate you, sir. My apologies. Um, But you you. did do a pretty nice job of denigrating some of our pals in the sports media, which I want to get into here. Uh, Yeah, man. Got (laughs) him. The Ime Udoka scandal exposed the sports media as the piece up on the Daily Beast. So let's start on the news side of things. Our two uh, venerated NBA insiders, Woj and Shams. (laughs) <laughs> is, is that the word we use? Venerated? Yes. Yeah, we, we may or may not be putting it in quotations. Um, All right. Where did they fall short in their reporting of the story? I mean, look, this, I, you know, this is... Okay. Um, so guys like Wojnarowski and James Charania, uh, they, I think... I, you know, I wrote about them just recently, also for the Daily Beast. Right. And so I had occasion to think about the sort of inner depths of the soul of Woj. 
maybe a little more than I wanted to. It's going to say, sounds but, like a scary um, place to be. Oh, no, yeah, it's unnerving. Have you ever seen them in person? I've not, no. There's, <laughs> not the there's, definitely, there's definitely an aura. I think I've covered something he was at. There's definitely a feeling of, like, <laughs> you know, energy swirling around him. But they, I always feel like calling what they do reporting is um, uh, generous yeah, a little bit. Sure. Um, it's What they actually do is that they are information brokers for right. teams and agents and players and whatnot. And they, you know, have everybody on their little dials and they uh, take stories or hold back stories, you know, based on what they can do to massage the needs of their employers. Right. Or not, I'm sorry, their sources, not their, I mean, I guess it is also the needs of their employers. ESPN needs Wojnarowski to steam prestigious, you know, the Atlantic needs sham or the athletic pardon. They need shams to, you know, seem, uh, uh, relevant. Like they've got their finger on the pulse, but this is all like, this is all just shit. That's going to get out. You know, who's getting drafted where, who's correct. Uh, who's right. doing this. Who's doing right. that. They're really, they're really preempting press releases a lot of the time. Yes. Yes. But they, and it, it isn't just that they are doing press releases. They're also helping teams and agents right. frame things the way that they want them to get out there. Like, I think it's interesting that, you know, Wojnarowski is one of the most well-connected people in NBA media, but the person who wrote the story that got this Harbor thing going was Baxter Holmes, who mm. mostly, who writes like, you know, long form journalist type stuff who like does considered things who is actually doing journalism journalism and not just sort of shuttling around information and so with this Udoka thing like Woj was like thirsty Mm -hmm. to frame it as consensual off the bat so like put that word out there and let everybody know that like you know you look Udoka didn't do anything bad bad he just cheated on his fiance. But the fact of the matter is, is that in an employment context, uh, a uh, coach, which is who is, you know, uh, probably one of the three most powerful people in a given organization, along with the general manager and the team star player, team president is kind of mixed in there. Although I think they're generally seen as more immediately replaceable right. than a right. The coach is the face it, of the organization, more or less. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And they are up there with the most powerful people in the office day after day. There's an imbalance of power there. It makes anything that happens, you know, sexual encounter-wise, a um, problematic. Right. Or, uh, or, uh, or possibly, you know, fraught with right. labor problems. Right. And I, and like, you know, Woj and shams and, and all the guys who do this particular dance like they're just completely willing to sort of look past uh the context for all that and just sort of go with what their sources 
need them to put out there right. to sort of mitigate the damage uh, that is going to come around from this coming out. Right. Because, um, like, if Yudoka was just cheating on me along with some person, I, you know, I think that everybody would say, oh, you, oh he made you dirty dog and move on. But, you know, the second that there's, you know, an employment thing mixed up into this. And I'll, I, we'll talk about the other thing in a little bit. But, like, like there's an employment thing mixed into this. It's messier. And Woj was just, like, totally willing to, like, you know, try to try to contain it a little bit. Totally. On behalf of Yudoka or his agent. Right. I presume. And, and, the, uh, and the agent point is an important one because, uh, you know, so Ethan Strauss, who covers the sports media, former Warriors reporter, now has a, a good sub stack. Um, he has a piece about this, about how Woj is a CAA guy. He's repped by CAA, as is Ime mm. Udoka. And Woj has a long history yeah. of protecting CAA guys. So I think that agent theory is spot on. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, Ethan is, Ethan is very perceptive about these sorts of things. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Yeah. No, it it, it, total, it totally makes a lot of sense. And you're so right where Woj clearly did not have the full story, probably had the story from his, from Ime's side of things because you mentioned that consensual word was put out there. And, of course, this is not about the affair. It's about everything that happened around the affair or he wouldn't be facing yeah. this suspension. And, you know, we see this all the time that these insiders – just are not equipped to handle these kinds of stories. We see it with Schefter, right? Uh, his embarrassing Deshaun Watson tweet a few months ago when the grand jury did an indict, the Dalvin Cook reporting where he just blindly relayed uh, his agent's side of the story. Like, these guys are such cyborgs. Um, you described them as weird in your piece, which is so on, that they just they, they just can't handle these stories. I just wish that they would, as you said, leave it to the Baxter Holmes well, of the world. It's, look, I mean, I mean, even, like, on a certain level, I don't, this is what their employers want from them. Right. They want scoops. Like they're not, like, they, like they're not concerned with covering sports as a whole thing. They're concerned with transaction, <laughs> transactionalism. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, sorry. I got, some, I got some tea in the back of my throat there. They're concerned with transactionalism. They're concerned with sports as sports and not sports as a whole, right. as a business, as a whole object. And the second, like, sports as sports, you know, runs into, you know, labor issues or uh, sexual issues or, you know, money issues to some degree, like, the whole, <laughs> the whole enterprise immediately struggles. And I, you know, I, I almost feel like, like talking too much about this from Wojnarowski's side is like um, blaming a dog for eating shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what he does. This is his job. 
you know, this is, this is his job and this is how he does it. It's just that the job itself has a lot of, you know, has questionable utility. Yeah. The second you sort of step out of being a gambler or a fantasy sports player. Yeah. And that's a good transition, that phrase, questionable utilities, to uh, our next man here, Stephen A., Stephen A. Smith. Um, Mm -hmm. You have a long piece in your article talking about his uh, very problematic defense and really blind defense in some respects of Ime Udoka, even after... One that that it should be said also draws basically from Wojnarowski's recording. Right, yes, exactly, yes. Like, the word consensual is in their reporting, and and Smith goes and Smith goes like out of his way right to jam it in there right right and ESPN all weekend long did not acknowledge Shams's follow up report about the unwanted comments at least that I saw uh so yeah it it goes to say I think Woj has so much influence there and Ethan Strauss talks about this too about how kind of the, he can dictate the way ex- stories are explicitly covered in this may be an example of that because you're right Stephen A was missing that whole part of it Friday he looked like a buffoon but the larger question I have about Stephen A Corbin is he has Mm -hmm. a long history of defending the men in these circumstances from Ray Rice to Chad Johnson Floyd Mayweather yeah go on yeah Floyd that's a whole fucking can of beans in and of itself yeah he does Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, you know, when I wrote this, somebody emailed me to sort of tell me that I was being a stage unfair to Stephen A. in some ways, which is that I, you know, leaned into the performance that he does more than I did the person and that he is actually well-connected and canny. And the performance is sort of a amplification of a lot of things, but like, and I think that's, I think that's fair. And if I were to write it again, I would probably, I would probably try to try to pull Stephen A, the person away from Stephen A, the performance a little more, but it's also very hard to deny that he, uh, yeah, he like when some of the, when this, when mistreatment against women comes up, he is inclined to say icky stuff. And when, I mean, this week when Andrews was on and was trying to sort of, uh, Malik Andrews, the reporter, yep. was trying to sort of cut through, the, you know, once again, like the perspective of sports as sports, the sports as a thing. Like I felt like Stephen, Stephen A's entire, in all honesty, this is like almost not as bad it's some of the other stuff. I mean, nobody should associate themselves with Floyd Mayweather. He is horrible. Um, but like, um, oh geez, oh geez. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. But I do think it is the biggest problem I had with Stephen A. Friday is as we were saying, he was just wrong. He kept saying this was consensual, was, consensual, yeah. consensual, oh, yeah. and that was not true. That. Right, but that that wasn't the only thing. The other thing was that he basically, inadvertently, I suppose, like applied the logic of sexual harassment claims as it has dealt been dealt with for the entire time that women have been in the workplace. Right. Stephen A's argument 
was focused almost solely on like the Celtics needed to do more to keep this quiet. And that, you know, this was a violation of Yudoka's privacy and of the privacy of the women in the office who became subject to, you know, widespread speculation. And like, it's, it's basically advocating for the sexual harassment, you know, reporting and management structure as it existed, as it ex- has existed in uh, American workplaces since women started being prominent features in the workplace. Right. <laughs> basically like we look, we got to keep this, we got to keep the sports thing. Very important. We got to keep it humming. The Boston Celtics, that's a sports team. They got to <laughs> keep the sports to pump it. Right. right, right. Okay? And no. I, yeah. It once again back to the fact that like sports media is not equipped to deal with sports as an institution. They are equipped to deal with transactions. They are equipped to deal with what's going on in the field. To some degree, they're equipped to do analysis, although that one kind of goes back and forth. But the second this other thing collides, the whole thing just buckles and, and looks stupid. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Yeah, no, Stephen A. Exactly. Was, was missing half the story. And he was, and 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 in his in his notion too that the Celtics could have somehow kept a year long suspension of their star head coach private is just well, ridiculous. Very, what he was saying, what he was saying was that they shouldn't have done the suspension. He said that they should either fire Udoka, right, which would have made people go, "Why the fuck did they fire Udoka?" Right, and exactly. They find anyway, exactly. Or that they should have, you know, gave him a little slap slapsies on the wrist. And said, "No, no, no, bad boy, you had sex, bad." But like, <laughs> the idea that like it still wouldn't get out is, I don't know, insane. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that might have worked, you know, twenty years. That was that might have worked twenty years ago. That might have worked ten years ago. But <laughs> nowadays, I don't, I don't think that that's some shit that you can just get away with. No, you can't. And I would argue though that at any time, if you fired. Your head coach, who took you two wins from a championship days before yeah. the start of the season. I don't care what era it is, and people would want to know why that guy was fired. So, so I exactly. think. Would, um, but on yeah. that note, though, to kind of oh, close. Man, I was. It was. I gotta say, it was a real delay. Thanks yeah. for reminding me the Celtics lost in the finals this year. Oh, I'm right there with you. Um, it, so, it was just good when I I watched the last game in a bar here in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. That's a brag. I'm I'm over 21. I can oh. go to bars. Good for you. And uh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, the entire time I was heckling the Celtics, you know, yelling, Tatum, you're whack. Tatum, you suck. Like really aggressively, mean, mean. I was being very mean. I can picture it, yeah. Celtics. Yeah, thank you. Most of the Celtics fans there, and they left early because uh, their team was losing. And I, and I was tortured. In a way, I like to think that I was the one who beat the Boston Celtics that night. <laughs> 
So we'll, we'll blame you. We'll direct all angry fan mail towards you, uh, Corbin Smith. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you can... Guess what? Guess what? I'll, I'll just, I'll just love it. I'll just love it. You'll be like, you, you're biased against Boston, and I'll be like, oh, you bet I am. God damn it! Ah. Uh, believe me, as someone who works, it's the last thing you want to be accused of, Corbin. You cannot be biased against Boston. Please no. Oh, um, no, I am biased. I am biased against Boston. <laughs> I love it. So delicious. Do you so about? you know, what we know, don't know. Where do you think we go from here? Do you think that we will ever really find out what the hell happened here? Good question. Yeah. I think that... I think that it would probably behoove the Celtics to just release the fucking report. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because it seems like to me that they probably, that most of the organization didn't do anything here. Could be wrong, of course. God only knows. But I think that the Celtics are content to let the sort of subterranean gossip world kind of deal with this for them. Like if you, like over the weekend, you know, Richard Jefferson, and, uh, you know, he had a series of tweets where he was like, yo, when you guys find out about this, it's going to be crazy. Right. Or like Matt Barnes posted something where he he said, I think Udoka only should have got a suspension. And then he posted another thing where he was like, "Uh, yeah, I learned more about this, and I took that take down. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't really want that on the record. And so, like, there's – there's clearly uh, gossip around this. And, like, gossip is the, you know, is, like, the fundamental building block of the NBA media discourse that I think maybe most fans don't always know about. I would, you know, in the, in the piece, I describe myself as, like, a fourth tier. Oh, no, that got cut out. <laughs> but, you know, like, I don't want to say I've heard things, but I know people who definitely have. And I think the Celtics are just kind of sitting around and waiting for, you know, the Dirty Deeds squad to get all this out so they can try to keep their hands clean. Hmm. And I uh, I suspect we're going to learn more. Um, you know, I mean, I think we all know, you know, uh, TMZ, uh, who is, uh, you know, I wouldn't call them like 100% ethical, but they're often, right. very, very, but they're very rarely wrong. Right. And they're actually surprisingly scrupulous uh, about how they present certain kinds of uh, news that's also gossip. Like, you know, they had something about it this weekend. And like, I think it's safe to say that people are going to find out sooner or later. If I were the Celtics, I would want to take control of it. But then again, maybe the Celtics, you know, have shit on their ass behind this for right. some reason and they're trying to keep it quiet. So, like, yeah, I, like I don't, I really don't know what's going to happen. I do know that the longer people don't know, uh, like the more, the oh, sort of wilder the subtext of this is going to get. I think it's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 
know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I do. And look, I think the blame here obviously begins and really ends with Ima Yudoka and his, you know, reported actions. But the Celtics, it is an interesting thing to consider. I mean, my question yeah. is, clearly they were caught flat-footed by this leak. They were not expecting to hold the press conference Friday. But then my question would be, when were they planning to do this suspension? I mean, they knew about this in July. They had the investigation. I mean, training camp is this week. So that's my question. If this wasn't leaked Wednesday, when would we have known? I, and, I mean, I before training camp, right? Because well, you can't it's this, have him. So, I, yeah, I guess it would have happened within the week because training camp is now, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Our media day is today. Like, you can't put Yudoka out for media day. Right. <laughs> if you know that you're going to fire him for being a dirty dog. So, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, if, you, if you ask me why... I mean, the only thing I could think is that they let the investigation happen and they were just trying to give Yudoka a, they were trying, they were trying to not fire Yudoka before the investigation went through, which I think is fine, honestly. But I mean, there's no way that this is their, that this is what they wanted to happen when they started that investigation, when they got whatever white shoe law firm to the investigation to do it. So like, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And it seems like this isn't what they wanted to happen. But. No, right. And, and, that, and that's my other part of this, too. So we speculated at the top that, you know, Woj got his consensual wording, probably from, you know, a Udoka's side of things to, you know, temper yeah. the... But, you know, maybe someone who knew about this investigation was upset the Celtics were slow walking it, as you inferred, and maybe mm. they were behind, you know, this getting out there as well from the different side of it. So, because that makes sense to me too, you know? Yeah. I mean, whatever it is, it seems like, it seems like us knowing stuff isn't over. No, it's certainly. But I, but I, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. You don't go off this job. There, there isn't much more else that can happen institutionally. Right. But like, there's more that can happen with, people being curious, especially people who are like rifling through the Celtics personnel files and trying to figure out who he was having sex with, which I just can't, I just can't even imagine what needing clout that much. I, uh, but, uh, you know, no. who knows? I'm right. I'm right there with you. Should be good to fall. All right. Corbin Smith. Thanks for coming on, man. I'll let you get back to your tea time over there. Uh, I'm right. Good stuff. All right. Come on. Ooh, ooh. Always.